I don't think being selfish is a bad thing. Why would you abandon your sense of self to take care of others without taking care of yourself? That selfless kind of way of being just does not serve anybody. It's okay to want something for yourself. I've become very good at saying no thank you and not even giving a reason. So we're exactly one month of the day out from the wedding. I know, I saw that this morning. And you've got your hens this weekend. I do, I do. I know all about. Penis, stra- penis straws come at me. <laughs> Strippers? No. Strippers? No, we no, worry. nothing, nothing. I've made it very clear that I don't want any normal hens behaviour, which I think is kind of being adhered to. I believe. Well, I know everything that's going on. You know everything on. that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, want to hear mm. what you expect is going to happen. Um, I think it'll just be really beautiful and, and like, refined and a little bit of fun but mainly. With a lid on it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, like, fun but nothing crazy. Nothing. Well, your friends know you better than anyone, so. Well, exactly, exactly. But it's good. It's exciting. Mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I never thought I would have a hen, so. I didn't want one, actually. And then Lisa was like, no, 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 you're having one. So, here we um, are. yeah, yeah, here we are. I'm a, I, when is it Friday? So I'm away Friday, Saturday night. That's what I'm most excited about, that I'm just in a hotel for two nights in Melbourne. It's, like, quite luxurious. And to be away for not work, I think, actually, that's not true because I was just in New York and London for, like, two weeks to have, like, a pretty chill time. And I'm like, I really need a whole. I need a break. It's, like, been two weeks since I got back. Well, work and play, we'll say. <clears throat> work and play. Look, it always is. I like to combine the two always, no matter what I do. This weekend, though, is purely play. Like, there's no, I'm not organising any other thing other than to just relax. But and it enjoy is work because everyone wants to see on Instagram. You well, gotta... that's true. I can, like, you know, I can maybe, no, 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 no. I don't even know what I'll, I don't even know if I'll share much, to be honest. I, I tend to get really protective about those actual things that happen and, sh- and like, sharing them online. I think because I'm so mindful of wanting to be present in the moment. So I'm the kind of person that when I go to something like that, I just don't even bring my phone out. And then at the end of the night, I'm usually like, damn it. But I just want to enjoy it at the time. So we do have a photographer coming though. So there will be content that someone else will be making. And you've got your boundaries. So speaking of boundaries, yes. today's Today's episode sort of came out of nowhere, a bit of a curveball. You recently saw Roxy Nafusi. Um, she was just featured on the cover of Hello magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-care isn't selfish was the title. Yes. And that sort of triggered you a it little bit, a little made bit. your mind it, turn. It, it did a little bit. I love Roxy Nafusi. I have followed her for a while. She has built an incredible brand um, out of manifesting, written two books, writing her third, just really, really dominating in the self-care space and the more spiritual space and got a cover of Hello Magazine, which and she's beautiful. I, I adore her. Like I really, really love her. I think I've slid into her DMs a few times. Uh, times unreplied to. That's fine. I'm one of those people. I'm like, I love everything you do. Like, <laughs> she's so. I'm like, should I go back and delete those? It's so embarrassing. Um. Anyway, and so she was on the cover of Hello Magazine, and the title, the header, was "Self Care Isn't Selfish," and I find that triggering because I don't think being selfish is a bad thing, and I think that we shouldn't even be differentiating self-care and selfish. We should acknowledge that self-care is a selfish thing to do because it's taking care of yourself and that's a super important thing to do. So I was a bit, you know, it's not like Roxy's, you know, it's probably not her decision that the cover title was at. And plus I understand what they're doing, but I was just like, no, it is selfish and it should be selfish and we should be more selfish. And it should be okay. 
And it should be okay. It should be okay. And, you know, selfish has the baddest rap and I don't understand why because it's the other side of the coin is being selfless and that is just like the worst thing a a person could do is be less of self, which is exactly what selfless means. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because selfless has been like touted, especially in the female landscape and the mother landscape as like the goal. They're like, it's like I will abandon all my sense of self for others because that is a dutiful thing to do and where is my medal for that? And it's like, well, there's no fucking medal because why would you abandon your sense of self to take care of others without taking care of yourself. Like that's what it is. And I think that's why Selfish needs a totally total rebrand. Selfish needs a good PR strategy <laughs> to rebuild itself as being an okay, acceptable, necessary part of today's society and culture. Yeah. And I think when we were talking about it earlier, something that I found really interesting was you were saying before you had even done self-work on yourself, Yes, you were always selfish. You knew that it was important to be selfish. And this was before any self-work you had done. Yeah. So this is in my twenties and I was like, even in my late teens, and it was probably coming from a pretty arrogant place of like, of, of like that kind of almost toxic trait of like, I'm a selfish bitch. Like I just take care of myself. But it was really like, I was bang on because I used to say in my twenties, no one will put you first but yourself like I used to think that like I have to be the one that shows up first in my life of course I got totally lost along the way in that mantra but I really really did honor that when I was younger I really did just believe it it was like so logical to me to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. put yourself first because no one else is going to put you first at the end of the day that is that is the reality of it and that is the beautiful and simple and bittersweet truth is that you might think all these people are going to care and they do care for you and they love you but at the end of the day no one's going to love you more than you because no one it's they all should be loving themselves the most like that's how it should be in this like perfect world so I really really drove that point home with my in within my own life of like I'm going to take care of myself first. And it was selfish and probably selfish in a, in a probably more thoughtless, careless way, whereas the way I understand it now is in a more holistic way of being selfish and in a more mindful way of also knowing that I'm probably going to get it wrong and be too selfish at times and it might offend others and it might upset others and not to be too sort of straight down the line with it and be like, ah, oh, fuck off. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think or what you do. I'm do I'm doing me. Like, there's a there's a, got to be a balance, like, with mm-hmm. all self-development work and selfish is another place where there needs to be balance around that word in terms of how selfish you are and being mindful that you don't want to do it to the detriment of others. But also then knowing that it still might upset others when you set a boundary and be selfish and put yourself first. But understanding that's often their problem and it's not your problem. Yeah, to find that happy medium. Yeah, absolutely. And just to play devil's advocate, (laughs) after having kids, what about Zach? Yes. How do you go about that? Yeah, I probably get it wrong sometimes, especially I would say more so with Zach, with my romantic partner, because... I put myself first definitely in a way where I make it very clear that I come first. But at the same time, I've worked on that as well. And, you know, I've understood that that is is the, I don't want to say the selfish way of being, but it's a careless way of being. I think that that's a word that you can apply to selfishness that's not good. We don't want to be careless in our selfishness. We want to still be mindful, thoughtful, balanced. You know, I'm selfish when it comes to my children to a, to a point. I would never sit in front of them and, and you know, neglect their needs for my own needs. Mm-hmm. 
but I will make sure that they are taken care of and then I will take care of myself. So like there's, you know, there's a balance with it. Sometimes I will put my needs before their needs because I'm, th- I, you know, I might be in a situation where I'm thinking if I don't go and do something for myself that I need to do a self-care thing, even going to a doctor, getting out of the house, getting a coffee, I'm going to lose my mind later in the day at them. So I'll put myself first selfishly to therefore benefit them later. Again, it comes selfishness comes back to honouring your sense of self and putting yourself first in these situations so you can then serve others. Like that's my ideal goal of being selfish. It's to say, hey guys, I'm going to take care of myself first. I'm going to get all my ducks lined up in a row at the start of every day or throughout my day because then you you're going to get the best version of me because I'm not going to be walking around pissed off at everybody that's broken down a boundary, stepped into my space. I've given them more than I've given myself and therefore I'm going to resent everybody in my life because I didn't actually show up for myself at all, which is why that selfless kind of way of being just does not serve anybody. It actually is the worst because it not only doesn't serve you, but you are giving to people when you should be giving to yourself first. So you're going to fucking resent that person because you're like, oh, like, for example, in the morning, if I wake up and I know I want to go and do a workout or go for a walk or get a coffee, but I don't, and instead my kids are screaming and I just am like, fuck it, I'll just take care of them, That I'm going to build resentment towards them because I didn't honour myself first during that process. So I'm going to be sitting there going like later in the day, maybe a shorter fuse or just being upset at other people because I just didn't honour myself in that moment. So it's just taking care of yourself in those moments to then show up for all these people better later. Well, I imagine it's just as important to identify when the shoes on the other foot, when Zach's being selfish. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? When people are selfish towards me, I now am able to be aware of that as someone usually setting a boundary. Mm -hmm. So if someone's selfish and they're taking care of themselves first – I am able to self-reflect on that usually. You know, like because most people aren't doing it in a careless way. Like most people aren't intentionally going out saying, oh, fuck you, I'll take care of myself first and I don't care what you think and what you do. But it's taking it, – it's doing it in a, in a respectful way where I can take that moment to step back and see – For me, it's not them being selfish. It's them setting a boundary of going, I need to do this for myself first. And I often find that people will sometimes say that in a balanced way or they'll sometimes say that in a more um, like panicked, stressed out, anxious way because they're nervous to tell you that they need to take care of themselves first or they're expecting that they're going to let you down. So they say it in a way that's far more emotionally led, which is at themselves, but they're directing that at you. So I've become very astute to observing that in other people's lives around me because I know I've worked so hard to get to that point myself. So the definition in the Oxford Dictionary of selfish is lack of consideration for other people. Yes. What do you think about that? Do we need to rewrite the dictionary? Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, or we need a new word. You know, if selfish is too far down the line of a negative connotation and the Mm -hmm. dictionary meaning is that, then perhaps there needs to be a new word. But I, it isn't lacking consideration for others at all in my eyes of being self-minded, of putting yourself first. But there is no word for that. There really, there really isn't. You can say, oh, I've like, I do self-development work or I have a strong sense of self-belief or, but what's the action word that's around taking care of yourself? Like, what is that? There actually isn't one. So maybe there needs to be a new one. If it's not going to be selfish and we can't rebrand it and change the dictionary (laughs) definition, which I would actually like to challenge and that 
would be fun. But if we can't, then we need a new word, a new action-based word that's the opposite word to selfless. Because the I, I would say everyone would usually, if you said to someone, what's the opposite of selfish? They'd say selfless. And it's like, okay, well, that's that's the like that's we not, need an in between. We need an in between, or we need to rebrand both words. But there needs to be a new understanding of that selfish word, or a new word that's an action word based around. I actually look after myself, and I value myself, and I have self worth, and I do those things to action that daily. And I look after the people around me as well as myself. Not well, that's the them. thing. If you truly look after yourself first you are taking care of everyone else around you. I know especially as a as a female, as a mother, as someone who, ha- you know, I have four children, I have a partner, I have my, fa- you know, like, and, and anyone, can, anyone can actually say this and have this apply to them. There are people in my network that I have to take care of, you know, and so I have to take care of myself first to show up for all of those people in the best way. Like I take it upon myself to always want to lead by example and, show people because the thing is when I was at the very start of my self-development journey I looked to people to aspire to to be like that like I looked at people that were calm and they had this kind of I take care of myself and it's not to the detriment of others it's for the benefit of others and I based my self-development journey on that person and those people in my life so I come I I see this sort of being selfish and taking care of myself as a badge of honour and my duty to show people that this is a good way to live, that I have children that are happier than ever the more I am selfish and take care of myself first because I'm showing them, not only am I showing them unconditional love and I'm showing up in the best way because I've taken care of myself, but I'm showing them to set boundaries. I'm showing them to honour their time. You know, Ollie has a very, my, my second born has a very independent way of thinking and he likes to do things in his own way and sometimes it can go against the flow like last night we're trying to get them all into bath at the same time four of them got a big 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 bath so they can all go in and ollie says no i want to have an alone bath i want to have an alone bath i just want to go in and i want to be on my own and so that's going to cause chaos in the way that we're trying to set up this military structure to have everyone bath and dinner in bed but i also honor that he actually just really does want that alone time he sat in his room in the corner he has a little music speaker on he listens to music and he plays with lego on his own And I know that by allowing him to do that and take care of himself first, we're going to get the best Ollie later. If I drag him into the bath to fit my agenda and it's going to be better for me, then he's going to scream and he's going to cause chaos in the bath and be destructive. Then after that, he's just going to feel a bit more manic because he's been forced to do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I give him that, I allow him to put up that boundary and say, this is, I want to honor this time for myself. I really enjoy this. And I can see how much he loves it. Then Ollie's going to be great all night. And last night he was was he sat he did his homework he was able to focus more usually he's like a bit scatterbrained if he doesn't have that time and I can identify that in him allow him to have that therefore everyone else in the family is seeing this and they're knowing that when they need things their needs can be met if I didn't practice that myself I wouldn't be able to identify that in him in the same way so that is why it's so important to have this sense of self and this selfishness honour it in our own lives, therefore we can see it and and be aware of it in others and guide them into honouring that as well. I was going to say, because then he just spirals and he has a bad night's sleep and it's just this domino effect. Truly, truly. Now I'm just picturing Ollie in the bath with bubbles and No, I know, it's so ice. cute. He, and, you know, and he still he pushed back and it's always a bit of a dynamic, but I'm really, I really want them to grow up with that understanding that it's okay to want something for yourself and to go against what other people want for you and to say and question things and to 
and to challenge things and to know that their needs will be met because they need to know that moving forward. If they have a mum that's just running around trying to do everything and then mad and stressed and ang- and all of this, then it's just that doesn't serve them in any way. What about not questioning things? I know Mary-Kate and Ashley went viral recently. There was like footage from ages ago and it's come yeah. up now where they said no is a full sentence and that's yes. that. Yes, yeah. Well, over-explaining through your desire to be more selfish and to have boundaries, which is all kind of tied together, is very common. And I did that too, a lot, you know, at the start, when you start pulling back from things that you don't want to do and setting boundaries with people and it's confronting and it still is confronting for a lot of people that don't do that within themselves because they're so jolted and jarred by that and immediately it triggers people because they're like, how dare you honour your boundaries when I don't have any? So then a common thing to do is that when you set up a boundary and, you you know, someone asks you to do something or come to something and you say, you know, oh, no, you know, it's like people don't need to understand, people don't really need to hear the explanation as to why you don't can't come or why you don't want to do that. It depends on the situation too. So you need to really understand, you know, sometimes in a business setting, you know, if you're an employee and you say to your employer, no, thank you, like you got to you kind of maybe have to give explanation. But over-explaining, which lends into people-pleasing, is like not a good thing because you're basically seeking that validation that they're okay with your decision, therefore your boundary that you're trying to set is immediately brought down. And I'm because, justifying myself before you get an opportunity exactly, to question you just, Yeah, and exactly. And if, the opposite if they want to ask the question, they can ask the question. If you say, oh, you know, for example – if, you know, people like my hens this weekend, there's a few people that can't come and they've messaged me to say they can't come and it's been like a like they've given me a big explanation and I'm like, that's great, but I don't need to know that. All I need to know is, no, no, like I can't come, have the best night, can't wait to see you next time. That's literally all we need to give people when we explain. We don't need to give the whole explanation because it's not necessary. It's it's done in a way to seek approval. It's done in a way to ensure that they're not upsetting the other person. That's people pleasing. That's not setting the right boundary. I am very good. You know, I get invites to events and I get offered gifts and a, a lot of the time. And so I've become, I've become very good at saying no, thank you. And not even giving a reason, just saying, no, thank you. I don't do that. No, thank you. I can't come to that. Hope it's an amazing night. I look forward to hearing all about it, or I look forward to visiting that store eventually, whatever it is, but I don't give an explanation because no one deserves an explanation when they're simple things like that. And if they ask the question, then that's fine and you can have that discourse around it, but you don't have to over-offer because it's that people-pleasing mentality of like, I'm going to get you before you get me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why so yeah. then you don't sit there and judge me when really who cares if you get judged because we're all going to get judged no matter what we fucking say. Like I'm sure I've said no and people will go, me, 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 me. And it's like I don't really care because I'm putting myself first and I know that that's what I need to do. And it's that simple in my life. And I also thought that Mary-Kate and Ashley footage was really interesting because since that has gone viral, Elizabeth saying, their younger sister saying the exact same thing has also gone viral. And she dives in a little bit further and says, even as a woman, saying no. Yes, exactly. And I think as as women, this is definitely a more challenging thing for the majority of us. Like it's just more of a common thing. I think men, you know, I feel like men don't have this same issue as a whole it's very simple for men to have the emotion take it out of it and be like oh no I can't come thank yeah but have a great time or whatever I'm not making it you know and I think also men have a way of busy knowing explanation yeah but also I think just men seem to commit to things more 
like, you know, I find that women just cancel fucking everything we do. Like day of, when we do a girl's dinner, the day of, like half the girls pull out. Every single fucking dinner we plan. Everyone's like, con, con, and I think it's that, you know, they're all mothers. So it's kind of that thing of like, oh, someone's sick or someone's this. But I find that men will honour, and this is I see this with Zach too, like they just, they plan a date and they all go you know, and that's it. It's like that simple and they just find a way and it's no emotions in it. Whereas I think with women, there's so much like guilt and like, oh, I got to, you know, I don't want to offend and it's the mother thing, but it's also just the female kind of over-explaining, people-pleasing nature that is more prevalent in our lives as females. So we're constantly trying to... And they're softer and... Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's that thing of like, oh, I'm just like, you know, don't, like, I don't want to be aggressive or angry or... And it's like, no, it's just being forthright and clear Mm -hmm. and and honest and logical and there's no emotion in saying you can't come to something. Of course there's different variations of that. You know, if you're five minutes away from a dinner and it's something that's been planned, you know, there's there's that's when And there's that, two of you. That's when selfish comes into it where you just have not considered that to that extent. And but if you're, you know, if you're a few days out from something and you just don't feel you feel like you've overcommitted or you feel like whatever it is, you it's just a simple No. And if you want to, if if someone has planned something and you might be letting that system down and you know that person has gone to that length of organising something, you can maybe just say, oh, I called the restaurant, I changed it to five, I can't come, have a great night. You know, you can do those pragmatic things because that's helpful. But over explaining and sort of or or cancel or saying yes to things when you know you're actually over committing, these are the things that I think women mainly have to assess and know that we're often those like we'll often say yes to doing everything and then resent everyone for doing it. It's a lack of boundaries, we overcommit, then we get overwhelmed, then we resent everyone. It's why women are often canceling things last minute, especially in the my circle of women that I know. And I'm one I used to be one of them. Whereas now I can usually see if I don't want to go to something. If it's coming up I look at my week if there's a girls dinner planned or some event planned and I go you know what I've got too I've got too much on and I'll say no I'm getting better at it I still overcommit but I'm getting better at going I actually know at the time I don't think I'm going to want to do that when that comes around and so I I just say that when things come up do you want to come to this I just say no no thanks I can't and that's it you know and I think we need to get better at doing that as as women of just saying no to more things and just saying no and I think people are scared, women are scared, unless you have a legitimate excuse, like I've double booked or yeah. you know, I've got commitments with the kids. If you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or overworked, yeah. people are scared that they won't, that won't be accepted. No, I know. And it's enough just to say, I'm really not feeling it. I think I'm not going to come. I've you had know? a hard week. Yeah. Like I, you know, I need, like I need, I need rest. I need to just have a night in, you know, that's what I, that's what I've started saying. I go, I go pretty hard at doing this because I want to make a point. Like I want to set the bar higher in that to say it's okay. Like if there's if there's a dinner booked at a restaurant and there's five of you and one of you pull out, like it doesn't really matter. But I think what is better is for us to get more in tune with that earlier on. And so when things are booked in and things are planned, we should all start to have that understanding of our sense of self to know where we might be overcommitted, to know that, you know, if we booked a dinner on a Saturday night and we're going and it's at 8pm and there's three little children and it's this to kind of go, that might be stressful for me and I might get to that Saturday and there's also football and one of the kids plays sport and one of this, blah, blah, blah. Or if you're, you know, if, if you're not a mother and you're just a female that's, 
you know, working really hard and it gets to the end of the week and you actually just want to sit with your partner and go and have a glass of wine somewhere, but you've booked a girl's dinner three weeks ago and you know that when it gets to that Friday night, you actually don't really want to do that. And you you would know that back then usually when you booked it because you just got to start understanding who you are and what you like doing and then building your life in that way to then honour that, whatever that is. And if that is, if you're the kind of person that just wants to sit with your partner mainly and not actually see your friends too often and that might then ostracize you from the friendship group a little bit because you're setting those boundaries that's also okay if that's what you really want to be doing that is also okay but I think a lot of females are really worried about being ostracized from the group or being left out and then missing out on something so they just overcommit, and it just leads to burnout and it leads to exhaustion and it leads to resenting everyone around you for causing that to happen to you when really you were just doing it to yourself. All right, let's jump into the Q&A. Let's go. You talk a lot about the importance of valuing yourself. If yes. you're someone that's always been a people pleaser, how do you start to shift gears and value your time and energy? Uh, well, that's exactly what I did. I was always a people pleaser. Fear of rejection and fear of letting someone down FOMO. was was like, <laughs> yeah, everything. Fear of everything. So I was just didn't want to miss out on anything. I didn't want anyone to not like me. I didn't want to miss a potentially good night or, you know, it was just that whole mentality. And it, it it's starting slow with it. I mean, also being aware of it. I used to, and my friends would know this, I used to be the person that used to cancel at the last minute all the time, all the time, because I would take on too much. And then I'd get to the night, I'd get to the day and I'd be like, I don't want to go. And so I was like renowned to be the canceller. So that was something I just had to realize that that's what I was doing and therefore what can I do to not be the person that cancels every every time at the last minute? And I was like, maybe I need to start saying no to these things when they happen at the very start and pulling away from certain things and just, you know, there's no way that you can set a – you can't set a boundary aggressively and start saying no to things really aggressively without offending people because it will be a shock to people. So doing it in a graceful way, in a gentle way for yourself and testing it out and not, and feeling what feels good for you. Like if you can say to someone – and just try. Like if you say no to something that you get invited to and you just adopt that, no, you know, oh, I can't come, no thanks, and just see how that lands – and then if that feels good and, they f- and they're like, no worries, that's fine, whatever, and then do that again next time. And you just got to practice, like practice starting to, to set boundaries. And, and you know, with, people, with, with being a people pleaser, you can't directly stop being it. You can't say, I'm going to stop being a people pleaser tomorrow because it doesn't work like that. It's a, it's a process of assessing and understanding why you're a people pleaser and doing that self-development work, doing that work on yourself to kind of understand and just testing out small things to find out what it is that you like doing on your own with other people. Who are the people you actually – because a lot of us hang out with people or have hung out with people in the past that we don't actually really like that much and you just kind of end up having these friendship groups and you're like, what? <laughs> like, who? All my friends now I really like. So I'm not, I'm not talking about myself. I'm saying but this in happens, you know, and it's assessing that and going – where do I want to spend my time? Is this, is this, am I enjoying this? A lot of people just need to be honest with themselves mm-hmm. as the first step to stopping people pleasing and just, and then moving away from it gently and slowly and mindfully and knowing that you will get it wrong and you will offend people. And there will be times when you probably shouldn't have been that way and you should have taken more care and not been so careless. Um, but it's, it's a, it's an ongoing process. I mean, I still get it wrong. I still, I still definitely would offend people. 
people, I'm sure. And that's just something that I I, I have to go You're through that. On. Yeah, to learn and then to apply a better logic next time and a better process next time. You've got one life. All right, question two. You say having accountability for your own shit is really important in terms of setting boundaries. Can you tell us why? Yeah. Uh, I mean, because that's like the, that's literally the mantra for my life is being accountable. You know, I cannot tell someone's story for them. I cannot understand what they are going through. I cannot take feelings away from them, save them, fix them, own them, work on their whatever it is. I can only do that for myself, with myself. It's that simple. There's no point walking around in this lifetime pointing fingers at other people for good or for bad. Like that person's going to save me. Like sure, there are different things that are going to help and there are people that can help facilitate those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, having accountability for every single action that you do. And, you know, one of the most powerful things that I learned to do a few years ago that I still do now is to look at every scenario and go, that was my fault. The freedom I found in that, regardless of that was my fault. And then working backwards from that to go, what could I have done better? And and taking that, once you take that power within yourself and you own that and you like relieve yourself of the shame of maybe it was your fault, maybe you are a bad person, maybe you shouldn't have done that and maybe you hurt that person's feeling and maybe everyone's mad at you and maybe nobody ever liked you. Once you take all of that away by saying it was my fault, I mm. did cause that, the freedom in that, the empowerment in that is truly liberating. It's like the the one thing that's made me feel better on this self-development journey is the fact that I was able to go, I am actually a pretty fucking flawed person and I do have traits that are not ideal and that's fine and I'm working on them and some will be worked on well and some will fall back and that is just that is literally the benchmark of how I work through every day and why I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life is purely because I've been able to go, I own my shit. You said you actively avoid saying the word sorry if you're letting someone know that you can't make it to an event or yes. something similar. Yeah. What do you mean by that and why? Um, Because I, you know, I, I went really hard at this for a while and then I came back from it and then, so I, I ebb and flow between whether this is necessary to say or not. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends. I think that sometimes saying sorry is important, but I think it's how you frame saying sorry. Like I will say you know, and some people will probably say this gaslighting, but it's actually not because it's saying I'm sorry for how I made you feel. Not I'm so, actually, and you know what? It's not gaslighting because gaslighting and that whole movement around that is saying I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Like, it's like it's it's a it's the way you frame these things. So. I am able to say sorry or I'm able to apologise now, but I don't say it as my first port of call. Like I don't start an email saying when someone when someone writes to me and says, oh, hey, I'm just waiting on this from you. Can you send this over? I don't write back and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I write back and go, yes, I will get it to you at this time. That's it. Because they don't need the sorry. They don't need the explanation. They're just saying where is this thing and then I'm saying this thing will be with you on this date and I was meant to get it to you. I know I haven't got it to you yet. I do avoid saying it in those instances when it's more of a personal relationship. Saying sorry is also a way of, of actually acknowledging that you did hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. But I won't say it 
if I don't feel that I've hurt someone's feelings. And I'm en- I'm aware enough usually to be able to pull that back to say, to be aware that there are times when I was not my best self and that I should apologize for the way that made someone else feel. Like I say sorry to Zach quite often and I say sorry to my children all the fucking time. And I I do say so I do say sorry. But in a in in a lot of situations I will assess and probably more so in a professional situation, you don't really need to say sorry for things. You you just need to give them what they're asking for or maybe explain why something or not even that, explain when something is going to get to them. Usually it's in that situation of, oh, you didn't reply or I'm waiting on this for you and that's when you don't need to say sorry. You just need to tell them when it's coming and perhaps you might need to give a bit of a reason why you didn't do it but usually you just need to say this will be with you by the end of day tomorrow and then you need to commit to that. Okay, final question of the quick fire, which I think you've already touched on. But <laughs> These I'm, are not quick fire. Like, <laughs> slow la, la, la. fire, uh, which I think you've touched on, but I'm still curious to hear your answer. You're burnt out and you've had a big work week and you've got a friend's birthday party that you physically feel like you can't attend. How do you go about saying no? Well, this is a really – this is great because this is a situation where – It's last minute. You And you need to assess – what is going, what is, what is going on here? Like, what is this situation? And I often, I'm like this often, and I will talk to Zach about this often and, and say, I'm not feeling great. Should I go for an hour? Do I need to lift for this? Should I just pop in? Do I need to tell them I'm not feeling well or just go, or am I really not feeling well? And I just need to say, I can't come. This depends on on variables. It depends on how close you are to the person. It depends on the size of the party. It depends on how much involvement you might have had in helping organize it, helping be part of it, keep that vibration high for them, how much you value their friendship and love them and how close you are with them and whether they also know that you might be someone that's trying to set boundaries. So they also might be like, okay, great. Or if it's totally blindsided and they're like, what? Like you go to everything and now you're not coming to my thing. Like that kind of, you know, you have to weigh those things up and you can only do that in a non-people pleasing way if you know your boundaries and you know your sense of self enough. You know, I've had to make decisions where I've not gone to things and I look back and think I probably should have just lifted and gone for an hour, hour and a half. And you can also do that without, I would often say if you're stuck in a situation like that and you don't, you feel like you could maybe go for an hour and you can say, oh, I'm, you don't have to tell them that because also it's their, it's their party it's there. They want to keep their vibration high. You don't want to come in and be like, Mom, I'm feeling a bit sick and I'm going to come and I'm really going to come in an hour and I'm going to drive. That might be better just to not actually come and have mm-hmm. that moment of saying, I can't come, feeling awful, have the best night. They might have 25 other people there that they're not actually going to miss you at all in that moment. It'll be that initial text of like, oh, oh, well. You know, and you have to frame that well. Like if I wasn't coming, I wouldn't be like, I'm so sorry, I feel really sick and it's awful and wah, 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 wah. But you have to go, I'm re- not even I'm really sorry. You say, oh, hey, I've, I feel terrible. I'm going to, whatever, you know, I'm going to be no fun. I'm not even that. I feel terrible. Make that bit really short and then lift the vibration and say, I can't wait to see photos. I, you're going to have the best fucking night. Like you're a queen slay, whatever, love you, heart, 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 emotion, you know what I mean? You don't have to 
like make them feel bad for you feeling bad. That's the worst thing you can do in cancelling. If you keep it high and like, they're just going to kind of read it and be like, oh, whatever. If they've got a party, they're not relying on you, you know, they're relying on. But if it's an intimate celebration of five or six people, you're going to have to weigh that one up and actually really think about, is this worth it? Am I sick? Because if you're sick, that's one other thing. But if you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and exhausted, you also sometimes, those things actually might be good for you. You might go, I've done this before. I mean, like, I don't want to go. I'm bloody tired. And then I go to a dinner and at the end I'm like, that was actually really good. I'm so glad I went. So you have to understand yourself and you have to be mindful of all the variables to make that decision in that moment and just back yourself in that it's going to be right. And whenever you do cancel on someone, try and keep that vibration high for them because it's real that this is when it's really fucking selfish to actually people please to the point of over explaining where you're just draining their life because they're reading this fucking sob story about you on their fucking birthday that's selfish so don't do that I lied I've got one more question (laughs) one more that's just come to me yes the person on the receiving end or the birthday girl that you're cancelling on yeah you you know you know them back to front you know they're sensitive you know they don't have the same mentality are you asking me an actual question about your life here. I feel like you're like, I have a birthday party on Saturday. Aaron, figure this what one out. <laughs> How do you approach that? If you know the person receiving this text of you not being able to come is particularly sensitive, doesn't have the same mentality as you right now. Yeah. How do you go about wording that? Well, that's that. I mean, in my situation, that's not for you to take on as well. You know, again, you can't put that person first. If you really are feeling absolute, like if you genuinely feel that going to this event is going to cause you some real anxiety, a lot of, it might make you really sick. It might be detrimental to the rest of your week or the week after. Then you have to park their mental state. This is this is the thing about this world. Everyone is like, oh, we're going to tiptoe around everyone else because everyone else is it. And then we neglect ourselves in the process. Don't ever neglect what you truly, truly, truly need in the moment for someone else's needs. That you cannot do. But you also have to be honest about how, like, do you just not want to go, but you could go for an hour? Like, those are the things that you have to, you just have to know yourself Mm -hmm. enough to weigh that up. But don't make decisions purely based on someone else's fragile mental state because you cannot support that person in that way. Plus, if they're having a big birthday party and they're in a fragile state and they're planning on going out and getting, like, super lit, like, that's not good anyway. So you don't have to worry about that situation. They need to go through that on their own. And if it causes chaos and they come at you for whatever, and that's that's just a toxic situation that you just have to step away from, be aware of, be mindful of it, you know, validate them to a certain extent, but don't ever lose yourself to make someone else's place be better in that way but if you also know that you can go for an hour and you're just being fucking like lazy and stubborn then you know and that's the thing you just gotta you just gotta weigh that up in the moment no one can tell you what is right and what is wrong you know Zach always tells me to lift for these things and the thing is it's funny because in those moments when he says that to me because I reference this uh, these things with him a lot and he always says just go just go just go unless you're feeling really bad and in that moment I know already what I want to do and I can tell because sometimes he'll say, "Just, li- just you just got to lift. And I'll be like, you know what? I fucking do. Or he'll say that. And I'm like, no, I'm actually really struggling and I don't want to go. And then I know that I really shouldn't go. So often when you do ask someone else around you, you it's like when you flip a coin, like heads or tails, and you're kind of like, heads, 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 heads. Oh, fuck. You kind of know in that moment often what you actually want it to be. It's the same with that. 
So you kind of do know within yourself what you really actually want to do. And sometimes you are going to offend other people in that process, but you just, you have to put yourself first. Okay, well, while we're here, I can't come to your hands on the weekend. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for us this week. I really hoped you, or I really hope you loved that chat. Um, I love setting boundaries. I love learning from my mistakes. So let me know if I've said anything that might have triggered you, offended you, if you want to understand more. If you have another word for selfish that we can like have as that new action word, let me know. Um, find me on Instagram, slide into the DMs, shoot me an email. Say hello to me on the street, whatever it is. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.